first appendix to M.R. Brainerd's journal containing his general remarks on the doctrines preached, their extraordinary effects, etc. Section 1 The Doctrine Preached to the Indians Before I conclude the present journal, I would make a few general remarks upon what to me appears worthy of notice, relating to the continued work of grace among my people. And, first, I cannot but take notice, that I have, in the general, ever since my first coming among these Indians in New Jersey, been favored with that assistance, which to me is uncommon, in preaching Christ crucified, and making him the center and mark to which all my discourses among them were directed. It was the principal scope and drift of all my discourses to this people, for several months together, after having taught them something of the being and perfections of God, his creation of man in a state of rectitude and happiness, and the obligations mankind were thence under to love and honor him, to lead them into an acquaintance with their deplorable state by nature, as fallen creatures their inability to extricate and deliver themselves from it the utter insufficiency of any external reformations and amendments of life, or of any religious performances, they were capable of, while in the state, to bring them into the favor of God, and interest them in his eternal mercy, and thence to show them their absolute need of Christ to redeem and save them from the misery of their fallen state, to open his all-sufficiency and willingness to save the chief of sinners. The freeness and riches of divine grace, proposed without money, and without price, to all that will accept the offer. And thereupon to press them without delay, to betake themselves to him, under a sense of the misery and undone state, for relief and everlasting salvation. And to show them the abundant encouragement the gospel proposes to needy, perishing, and helpless sinners, in order to engage them so to do. These things I repeatedly and largely insisted upon from time to time. And I have oftentimes remarked with admiration, that whatever subject I have been treating upon, after having spent time sufficient to explain and illustrate the truth contained therein, I have been naturally and easily led to Christ as a substance of every subject. If I treated on the being and glorious perfections of God, I was thence naturally led to discourse of Christ as the only way to the Father. If I attempted to open the deplorable misery of our fallen state, it was natural from thence to show the necessity of Christ to undertake for us, to atone for our sins, and to redeem us from the power of them. If I taught the commands of God, and showed our violation of them, this brought me in the most easy and natural way, to speak of and recommend the Lord Jesus Christ, as one who had magnified the law we had broken, and who was become the end of it for righteousness, to everyone that believes and never did I find so much freedom and assistance in making all the various lines of my discourses meet together, and center in Christ, as I have frequently done among these Indians. Sometimes when I have had thoughts of offering but a few words upon some particular subject, and saw no occasion, nor indeed much room, for any considerable enlargement, there has at unawares appeared such a fountain of gospel grace shining forth in, or naturally resulting from, a just explication of it, and Christ has seemed in such a manner to be pointed out as a substance of what I was considering and explaining, that I have been drawn in a way not only easy and natural, proper and pertinent, but almost unavoidable, to discourse of him, either in regard of his undertaking, incarnation, satisfaction, admirable fitness for the work of man's redemption, or the infinite need that sinners stand in of an interest in him which has opened the way for a continual strain of gospel invitation to perishing souls, to come empty and naked, weary and heavy laden, and cast themselves upon them.
and as I have been remarkably influenced and assisted to dwell upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and the way of salvation by Him, in the general current of my discourses here, and have been at times surprisingly furnished with pertinent matter relating to Him, and the design of His incarnation. So I have been no less assisted oftentimes in regard of an advantageous manner of opening the mysteries of divine grace, and representing the infinite excellencies and unsearchable riches of Christ, as well as of recommending him to the acceptance of perishing sinners. I have frequently been enabled to represent the divine glory, the infinite preciousness and transcendent loveliness of the great Redeemer. The suitableness of his person and purchase to supply the wants, and answer the utmost desires, of immortal souls to open the infinite riches of his grace, and the wonderful encouragement proposed in the gospel to unworthy, helpless sinners to call, invite, and beseech them to come and give up themselves to him, and be reconciled to God through him to expostulate with them respecting their neglect of one so infinitely lovely, and freely offered and this in such a manner, with such freedom, pertinency, pathos, and application to the conscience, as I am sure, I never could have made myself master of by the most assiduous application of mind and frequently at such seasons I have been surprisingly helped in adapting my discourses to the capacities of my people, and bringing them down into such easy and familiar methods of expression, as has rendered them intelligible even to pagans. I do not mention these things as a recommendation of my own performances. For I am sure I found, from time to time, that I had no skill or wisdom for my great work, and knew not how to choose out acceptable words proper to address poor benighted pagans with. But thus God was pleased to help me, not to know anything among them, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Thus I was enabled to show them the misery without Him, and to represent His complete fitness to redeem and save them. And this was the preaching God made use of for the awakening of sinners, and the propagation of this work of grace among the Indians. And it was remarkable, from time to time, that when I was favored with any special freedom, in discoursing of the ability and willingness of Christ to save sinners, and the need they stood in of such a Savior, there was then the greatest appearance of divine power in awakening numbers of secure souls, promoting convictions begun, and comforting the distressed. I have sometimes formerly, in reading the Apostle's discourse to Cornelius, Acts 10, wondered to see him so quickly introduce the Lord Jesus Christ into his sermon, and so entirely dwell upon him through the whole of it, observing him in this point very widely to differ from many of our modern preachers but latterly this has not seemed strange, since Christ has appeared to be the substance of the gospel, and the center in which the several lines of divine revelation meet. Although I am still sensible there are many things necessary to be spoken to persons under pagan darkness, in order to make way for a proper introduction of the name of Christ, and his undertaking in behalf of fallen man, Stillwater's Revival Books is now located at PuritanDownloads.com. It's your worldwide online Reformation home for the very best in free and discounted classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, MP3s, and videos. For much more information on the Puritans and Reformers, including the best free and discounted classic and contemporary books, MP3s, digital downloads and videos, please visit Stillwater's Revival Books at PuritanDownloads.com. Stillwater's Revival Books also publishes the Puritan Hard Drive, the most powerful and practical Christian study tool ever produced. 
All thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan hard drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, MP3s, and videos ever gathered onto one portable Christian study tool. An extraordinary collection of Puritan, Protestant, Calvinistic, Presbyterian, Covenanter, and Reformed Baptist resources. It's fully upgradable and it's small enough to fit in your pocket. The Puritan hard drive combines an embedded database containing many millions of records with the most amazing and extraordinary custom Christian search and research software ever created. The Puritan hard drive has been produced to assist you in the fascinating and exhilarating spiritual, intellectual, familial, ecclesiastical, and societal adventure that is living the Christian life. It has been specifically designed so that you might more faithfully know, serve, and love the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as to help you to do all you can to bring glory to His great name. If you want to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then the Puritan hard drive is for you. Visit PuritanDownloads.com today for much more information on the Puritan hard drive and to take advantage of all the free and discounted Reformation and Puritan books, MP3s, and videos that we offer at Stillwater's Revival Books.